Hello and welcome to the Entertain Podcast, Season 6, Episode 17. I'm your host, Hybrid Mink, and in the room tonight we have Dr. Kev. Good evening. That's my pizza. I played too much Mega Man X last night. Vex. And Requiem. I have never played Mega Man X. Really? Yeah, never. Because Mega Man 2 just burnt you so hard. Yeah, I mean, honestly, Mega Man and Mega Man 2 are the only ones I've ever played. I watched you... the cartoon back in the 90s. Uh, both the cartoons, Captain N and the Mega Man cartoon, I assume. Oh god, yeah, Captain N. That's my favorite thing. I can't, I can't believe he's still not in Smash. Which, Mega High. Which Mega Man is better? That's the question. Oh, Captain N Mega Man is the best. Captain N has got the best Simon Belmont, too, and Eggplant Wizard. Oh my god. So, I, we could just go off on a tangent on Captain N, and we will in our off-topic one-hour discussion, but please wait for that. But until then, let's go through housekeeping. Dr. Kev, what's going on on the website? Nothing, because we all died. Yeah, um, we're all dead. A... Oh, we, we've <laughs> all died. This is a posthumous podcast from beyond the grave. Um, unfortunately, we've got no access to computers or writing implements, so there will be no more Anite content ever again unless we sort of resurrect ourselves. So we're working on that. So yeah. pentagrams everywhere. Um, please keep going to the blog. We really want your views and clicks. Um, <laughs> the ads, if you like the ads, just click them. Even if you don't want it, just click them, please. And smash that <laughs> like button. Do we have... Yeah, do that too. We don't um, have any ads. <laughs> yeah, I just want to talk about Mega Man, but um, no. Did you guys? Did you see that Captain N comic where it's like Samus goes fifteen years into the future and Captain N is like running a bunch of junk robots, and then he like kisses her out of nowhere, and she's like, "What? I love Captain N. We can't go back to the past to change it. I want this man." I'm just, I, I was very disturbed by it. What? Yeah, that that all happened. Uh huh. You you remember that vividly? What anime? The, cat, the Nintendo comics back in the late eighties, early nineties were very weird. Like the Nintendo Power ones, and then also there were other were other ones. Or was just all Nintendo Power? Yeah, they were. They were some of them that were published like separately from Nintendo Power, but it's all the same people, and they're all weird as hell. Because they didn't know anything about the lore, because there really wasn't any, and they just made it up. Yeah, yeah. they just made. <laughs> I just remember the way Mario and Luigi talked was hysterical. Mamma mia. Wait, they do that now. <laughs> no, no, no. In the comics, they talk like people from Brooklyn. So they were. Pre- yeah. Oh, yeah. And then there's the whole Super Mario Super Show as well. Fucking which love that. Made them freaking I love that Brooklyn. fucking show. I like Captain Lou Albano. Captain Speaking Lou Albano, RIP. Speaking of Captain Lou Albano, let's talk about anime. First Oof. impressions of the new season we had last time. Now we've gotten a few episodes in or a few stragglers. You know what? Speaking of. I think Demon Slayer started a little bit late. Are any of you guys watching the, the repeat of Mugen Train? No. Yeah. Absolutely not. So the first episode was brand new, where we got it to was. know... Oh, God. Rengoku? Rengoku. Scary yeah, eye bl- guy. Was it the I, blonde guy? Yeah. Yes, the blonde guy with like the fire tips. Um, I like that we got to know him a little bit better, though I didn't love that they used the same, like, same delicious over and over again. Uh, mm-hmm. I was like, that's a bit that you could have just left for the movie, but they just did it again. But at least we got the origin story of the bento boxes. Yeah, very important. Yeah. yeah, I know. Like that, it really bothered me when they cut that lore out the first time. 
I'm like, how does he have it? This doesn't make any sense. Doesn't the train give them food? I was, I was just pissed. But otherwise, I'm actually kind of enjoying it. I'm kind of enjoying yeah. the rewatch. I don't know. I mean, I think they're meant to have put in like new scenes here and there, but it's been long enough since I saw the film that I'm not really sure if if there's anything new there or not. Yeah, not um, yet. I don't. The intros yeah. are super impressive. Yeah, they're cool. Um, but I, I do feel it's kind of a pointless exercise. Like, why, why have they done this? It's like they just want to have their cake and eat it because they've made a shit ton of money. I think it's from, just to save money. Movie. And now that, yeah, they've just chopped it up and added it to episodes. I mean, I guess it's good for people who maybe didn't see the movie at the cinema or maybe three or four of them. Um, yeah. But for everyone else who's watched it, it is a bit pointless. I think it's kind of good for people over here in the West because two of my friends couldn't go see the movie with me because they weren't caught up. And now, because of all the hype that the movie brought, they caught up and they watched the movie on streaming. I think it was Crunchy or Funimation, I forget. And now they're watching the new season. So Nice. That worked out for the West, but I assume everyone in Japan watched it already. The, the movie is available to stream on Crunchyroll in both English dub and subtitled, so it means that the chopped up episodes are completely redundant. Yep. Yeah, it's really... It's either laziness or, or a time delay tactic or just greed. One of the or it's just cheap. Because they're getting sued. Well, right. they need they need to pay off that uh, sued. tax bill somehow. I don't know yeah. if they're getting sued, but uh, was the Japanese government investigating him still? Or? Oh, the, you mean oh, the oh yeah, um, tax the, uh, yeah, yeah, the um, CEO of UFO Table got caught for in tax. Uh, t- he got caught for doing tax evasion again. Yeah. This is like some <laughs> serious tax evasion too, not like some light tax evasion. Yeah, the yeah, this is some serious tax evasion. Whereas in America, you... oh, well, we're not getting into politics. Never mind. Yes. <clears throat> Where's America that gets you elected? Yeah. Damn it! Beep that out. Even though 90% of our viewers probably agree. Ah. Um, we don't really have a lot to say about Demon Slayer, I don't think, so we could probably get into some of the newer shows we did not talk about last time. Well, um, hmm, we, here? we have so many here. No, we talked about that last time. Good thing we have all these shows listed, so I could just jump right to one. Yeah. Do we want to uh, talk about Heike's story or Heike Monogatari? I do want to talk about it. Do you want to start? Go for it. Oh, sure. A.K. Monogatari or story. Yeah. So, from what I've gathered, this show is pretty much recounting, like, a very old, like, a very old tale in Japanese culture. Like, I don't think it's, like, um, what, what's it called? Lunge of Genji or whatever? Oh, whatever. But in any case, this kind of is, uh, more of a historical fiction of the, essentially the fall of the Heike clan. And, while that seems kind of dull at first, it's the show itself is just phenomenal in all aspects, mm-hmm. and you should be watching this this season if you're not already. This yeah, is Science Saru, isn't it? This is um... yes, this is Science Saru, and yeah, the animation is really good. It has a kind of an abstract feeling, but it's extremely well animated. But I have to give extra credits to the like the voice acting in the show because it is extremely good. It's like all the big players are here. Like, I recognize almost everyone. It's pretty impressive. Um, the art style is kind of similar to older Japanese, like, paintings of people. Like, they kind of mix that style in. It doesn't really look like your typical modern anime, but you're right. It does animate beautifully. Yes. And just the way the how the show is directed is just fantastic because it conveys themes. Well, it conveys its underlying themes and the characters like thoughts extremely well like i could definitely tell like 
how each character is relates to each other just by their body language or their general actions. Yeah. The only criticism I have with this the anime so far is that it can be a bit hard to keep track of what is going on because it's kind of like game of, it kind of feels like game of thrones uh book one where you have a bunch of different characters and a bunch of different factions flying about and it's just a little hard to keep track of them especially yeah like i'm having a lot of trouble like keeping track of like the main like main characters adopted family because they have very similar-ish names but yeah. I think I'm getting used to it. The one thing I didn't really get, like, the, I don't know if it was episode one or two, they send this kid away as, like, a sign of respect. And I don't know if he comes back and he just got older or if we just never going to see him again. Uh, I'm only on episode two, but from what I've gathered, he does come back. It's just... But he hasn't yet, you're saying? Yeah. Okay. As of episode two. Because uh, the main character, I forget her name. Do you remember her name? Biwa. Biwa, the main character, she like kind of befriends this family of this man who kind of takes her in, and I'm like, where did this character come from? He wasn't here before, but I, I yeah. for a second there, I'm like, is this the boy that grew up? But no, I guess it's a different character. Yeah, um, yeah, that's another thing with the show is that it can it jumps around in time a lot and doesn't really tell you, and it's kind of conf- can be a bit confusing at times. Sometimes they kind of tell you, or like you look at how old the baby is. That's what I'm doing. She's like, oh, it's a baby agent. Okay, some time's passed. Yeah. Um, and I like how they use the, the little shamisen scenarios to like set the tone every time. Like that's basically, it lets you know when her hair is white. Like, oh, something bad's going to happen. Some warlike thing is happening right now. And it mm-hmm. kind of sets this foreshadowing that I like the, the flow of how they do it. Yeah. But also, I'm pretty sure that's not yeah. a shamisen. I'm pretty sure that's a biwa. Oh, duh, yeah. Yeah, it's literally called <laughs> B-Y. I call that because I'm an ignorant American. You should be ashamed of yourself. Uh, Ooh, we could work that in somehow. Shamison. All right. But yeah, I think we agree this is one of the best shows this season. And uh, mm-hmm. I recommend it. Whoa, uh, I, I know we have the episode title now is Hybrid Does the Difference Between a Shamison and a Biwa. I don't want that smoke. What are you talking about? <laughs> ignorant American. That's the topic. It's like ignorant Americans talk. Uh, wait, the Baka, Baka. Was it? No, I can't. Baka Gaijin. Baka Gaijin. Wow. Yeah, I'm just like giving you all the fuel you need. Well, I'm Speaking an of... Scotsman because I don't know the difference between those two things either. Yeah. So there we are. I mean, I saw the, <laughs> I saw the Uncharted movie trailer, and as I now know, that Scotsmen. It's funny to listen to them talk. They have funny voices. And they can't say English. Am I the only one? He's like, what? I'm like, ah it's, and it's funny because he doesn't get it, it's what he's saying. Uh, Jesus Christ, that movie's like I, I want to believe in Tom Holland, but it doesn't look good. That didn't look good it, at all. It looks like a Tom Holland movie. It doesn't look like an Uncharted movie. Yeah, I kept waiting for him to put on the Spider-Man costume. You know, at the very end of that, uh, Sully's going to get a mustache. Like, you know what? I kind of like this. Is it going to be a, a handlebar mustache or a Dirty Sanchez? I don't know the difference. I think the, <laughs> they're both pretty good. No, I didn't. I didn't play. The Uncharted games, is Sully supposed to be rich? I think from years of treasure hunting and connections, he kind of is. Oh, he never looked rich in any of the cutscenes, that's all. Well, he's older, and they, you, know, you stop caring about your appearance when you get older. Yeah. Oh, God, that's so true. Well, oh, we yeah. don't know exactly how much older he is, because there isn't a baby around. <laughs> <laughs> we should work that into the title. <laughs> 
time, baby. Hey, baby. Looks three years older. Time has passed. Uh, or beard growth. All right. So I was thinking about watching this show, Comey Can't Communicate, but I heard that they're not really like subtitling a lot of important parts. Is that true? I yeah. thought that hasn't come out yet. I thought it was still it's... in Netflix jail. Apparently it just <laughs> dropped on Netflix. The oh. first episode's available to watch because I watched it last night. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, the anime's great. I really, really enjoyed it, but there's an awful lot of like written words that they don't directly translate, and I'm, I don't know how much of it is uh, so it, it also spoken because a, a lot of what's written down, the characters are also reading. But um, something like Crunchyroll or Funimation would probably have like great walls of text on the screen, um, like as an overlay. Netflix just doesn't do that. And I can see how that might irritate some people. And I, I don't know how much of an issue this might be going forward, but it didn't affect my enjoyment of the show at all. It's it's delightful. It's very funny. Um, and looks like something I, that could be one of the, definitely one of the best shows of the season. Definitely. Yeah. Would you watch it with any of your kids? Um, I probably would. Actually. I think I think my daughter would really like it. Um, being being a teenage girl, she's probably the main kind of target audience for this because it is about a girl with severe um uh, just anxiety social anxiety who just can't even speak even just to say hello to someone she just can't she just freezes up her eyes go all big and googly it's just quite funny and then she just sort of runs away and there's this gap Mm -hmm. so it's like a less mean version of like Watamote or Wakamote. I forget what that one was called. Watamote. Watamote. Uh, it's not. It's not mean at all. Um, the the other main character is a, a boy who just wants to be her friend, and um, it, some of the other characters kind of say mean things about him because he's sort of sitting next to this very beautiful girl um, in class. But apart from that, it's not. It's not like offensive or disturbing at all. And it looks like it might be quite a sensitive exploration of how uh, severe social anxiety might impair somebody's just ability to live. Um, so, yeah, really, really good. I definitely recommend it. Oh, I might have... I was just worried about that uh, text, but you say it doesn't really hamper your experience with it. So. No, I, mean, I, I think the message gets across. The, the, the girl can't communicate by speaking, so she communicates by writing but on chalk on the board. And there's, you know, there's reams of text, but I say that the the other character kind of reads out what the text is, so there may be a very deliberate decision by Netflix not to cover it in walls of English text. I don't know if it really would make that much difference. Um, it, 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 I still understood what was going on in the story. It didn't make any difference to me. So I mean, yeah. people may just be nitpicking. The only thing I can think of is in uh, Cells at Work when they like kind of pause when they had that giant wall of text and that helped, but yeah, I don't think... But, yeah. That might not help for a show like that, where like the timing is not the same. No, I, I mean it is. It's a comedy, and timing is everything. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, the timing is good, and there was a good few um, laughs in it as well. And I often don't find animate that funny, but this was quite funny. Agreed. Mm. It's like a handful here and there. Um, mm. I want to talk about Blue Period. As someone who was always honored and respected artist, but never could become one, I find the show very interesting even though it is like very slow paced and it, it sometimes it almost seems preachy, but not too much about like this moment where he's like, Oh, I hate when people tell me that I have talent because it means I never worked for anything. And I'm like, I've been there, but I try to hold back because you sound like a dick when you say it out loud. It's hearing <laughs> anime characters say, Oh, it's kind of cathartic and nice. But the main character is a bit of a dick though. <laughs> yeah. He kind of like 
improves in one episode, but he starts off as just like, oh, just going with the flow with his friends and drinking every night. And smoking. I've never seen an anime with quite so much prominent smoking in it, especially amongst high schoolers. teenagers. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, okay. I mean, it's kind of realistic, I suppose. Yeah, you just don't but, really see it. Yeah. It, it, it's good. I mean, my, my daughter's really, really into art as well, so she said she didn't want to watch this because it might be really, really cringy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not I didn't find it at all. Man, when he looked out that window, I'm like, "Oh, you got to draw that!" And then he starts drawing it. I'm like, "Yeah, mm. it. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think uh, artists and non-artists alike would like it. Um, it's really just a story of this guy realizing he has a passion for something, and I assume it's gonna keep going into college. I'm not really sure. I've only watched two episodes. So. Well, you've not watched episode three yet. Not yet. Okay. There's a interesting reveal about one of the background characters in it that I was like, what? Hang on. Oh, okay. You, you'll, you'll get to that. <laughs> the ragtag group of characters kind of reminds me of Genshiken, but I'm like, the tone is not the same at all, but it kind of gives you that same school club feel of mm. these people that are way into the same thing. Hmm. So yeah, it's a, it's a drama. If you're interested in it, I, I recommend checking it out. You, do you recommend it, Dr. Kev? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think it'll be like one of my top shows of the season, but it's definitely well made and it's interesting. So it's not like sort of full of action or sort of, you know, jokes every five seconds, but it's still quite entertaining. Yep. Um, so I want to hear from Requiem and uh, I, I can't decide from this list here. What is your favorite show airing right now? Oh, damn. Uh, uh King. But we talked about that last time. What's your second favorite show airing this season? <laughs> uh, you know what's really, really cool is uh, Ranking of Kings. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Agreed. It, that show, it's so interesting because it's such a clash of tone versus aesthetic. Like It has this really storybook, simple, almost ch- like kid show kind of art style, but then it's very mature in tone. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the last episode, the backstory of the... Of, that little living shadow character is so messed up. Yeah. But it's drawn like a Ghibli film. So it's so weird. It's specifically, go ahead. Even, even more like that. It's more like a European cartoon, just in terms of the designs. It doesn't look like anime. It really doesn't. Yeah. No, it it looks like something like, you know, some, some French studio or something like that. Uh, It it looks, it looks lovely. It's very Mm -hmm. simple character designs, but they're very effective. I was going to yeah. say it kind of reminds me of Nino Kuni because that's like Ghibli did yeah. the, the first one. Oh, you know, it does look a, a mm. lot like Nino Kuni. Mm. So for anyone who doesn't know, it is about, let's see, uh, medieval with a touch of fantasy. Um, a very young boy who is um, the next heir to be the king of his kingdom. But he's physically weak and a deaf mute, which you pretty much never see in anime. And if you do, it's usually not handled well. But this is just handled really well, and the, just the way it's shot and the characters really make you feel for the main character. I'm just like, oh, I just want to protect this boy. But he doesn't need your protection because he's strong. Strong. Yeah, he's he's strong in his own way, although mentally and strong. He's yeah, he's he's mentally strong, but it's like he's getting crap from everywhere. Everyone. Yeah, because you know they think he's weak and he's deaf and he can't be the king. So pissed at that instructor. When he was just like, I thought he was going to be like a supportive guy. And he was just like, no, nah, uh, he's got to be a tough king too. I'm like, oh, not you too, instructor man. But... 
And he's like, stop dodging. I'm like, that's not the swordsmanship of a king. I was like, what, winning isn't the swordsmanship of a king? You stop dodging. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Stop dodging. Dodging works. <laughs> not respectable. Can't do it. No, but it's, it's, I didn't know what to expect from that show. I mean, when we saw it during the preview, because it, it, it looked so simple. And like the character designs, like especially of, of Kage is so almost goofy. And then it's really good and really nuanced. And I was like, holy shit, this is really good. I mm-hmm. saw it was wit, and that's why I watched it. And then I'm like, yep, this is their animation quality. This He's is right. right. Dog is right, though. It does feel extremely European. Is it Wit Studio that I think that are animating this one? I mean, I, I don't think they've animated a bad thing yet. Because um, they did um, Attack on Titan. I mean, the only, the only show... Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, the only meteor... Th- me, like mediocre-ish thing I could think that Wit did was Rolling Girl, and that was mostly due to the script. I don't think I've seen that one. I was going to say Cabinary of the Iron Fortress, but the yeah. quality was good, just the yeah. story. And yeah, Rolling Girls looked sense. good. Yeah. It was it just, like the, the script was not the best. The it was a good idea, they, just, they didn't quite execute on it. Sorry, so, they, so they did the ancient Magus Bride as well. Not, I love that one. Oh god, that looked incredible. That was beautiful. But the, the one thing that this show reminds me a lot of in terms of anime is there was a 2001 uh, cinematic anime film called Princess Arete. Um, I reviewed that for the site about two and a half years ago, and it's got a very kind of European fantasy vibe. But I think it's based on a on a book, a sort of a Western book, and it's um, sort of medieval fantasy with sort of quite simple character designs. And that, you know, if you like this show, then you'd probably like Princess Arete as well. I might have seen that. I have to look into it. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm almost 100% certain I saw that, but I can't remember anything from it. Yeah, the story's not that strong, but it looks very pretty. It's done by Studio 4 Degrees C. Mm. They're one of these, one of these um, studios that haven't really made anything like really, really huge, but they just kind of beaver away in the background making quite high-quality animation. They did make um, Children of the Sea a year or two ago. Which is a very, very trippy, very beautiful, but extremely boring movie. <laughs> Not really selling that. <laughs> Again, I also reviewed that. Put that on the back of the box. Very trippy, yeah. very beautiful, completely boring. Yeah, Doc. I took my daughter, took my daughter to the cinema to watch that. She almost fell asleep. <laughs> huh? Ranking of Kings is not boring. No, Ranking of Kings, watch it for God's sake. I, I, watch it. I'm, I'm terrified of a show like that because. It's not shonen and it's not boobs. Mago. And there's, there's a bunch queen, of. Though. Yeah, no, it's just. I'm, it's one of those shows that you're like, wow, this is really good. And then no one ever talks about it and it doesn't catch on. And I'd hate for that to happen. Yeah. You skip pimped on uh, streaming services for people to watch it. Because I know my a buddy of mine, I was asking if he's checking out anything new season. And he's like, I'm probably going to check out Sakugan because it's all over the place. I'm just like, oh, yeah, it's pretty good. But like, why? I don't know. Like, Sakugan's all over the place? Yeah, I don't know if it was on Crunchyroll, just like being advertised everywhere. I'm not sure where he's looking, but he keeps seeing it advertised for him. So, well, huh. Sakugan's really good, so... Yeah. I'm yeah. It's okay. I feel like the first half what? of every episode... The first half of every episode of Sakugan, I'm just like, man, these characters have like no chemistry, and they're not that lovable. And then, oh, the second half is like really interesting, and they discover something new. So I'm hoping that when they get to the city underground or something, that uh, more interesting characters are going to pop up. I disagree. The characters are unlikable. Though I find them extremely likable. They're okay, yeah. I guess. I, I quite like them. 
they kind of shout at each other a bit too much, but apart from that, yeah, fine. a little bit. I assume that the relationship will change a little, but I mean, father daughter, I'm sure that's just normal. Maybe yeah, parents and children never yell each other. <laughs> never, ever, never, no, nah. I can appreciate the dynamic because you don't usually get that type in uh, anime. Usually, it's like, oh, parents are dead or in another country. Um, but now, no, we got them. Uh, but we talked about Sakagon last time. I'm seeing Tesla notes showing up on a couple people's lists. Who oh, God. Oh, could we have to talk about Tesla? Do we, we have, have to? to. So you have to. All oh, right, I'll God. delete it. We won't have to. Hmm? Please. No, Tesla note, I would just say this. I'll just say this. Tesla note seems like a, a show that would work if they had actually bothered to animate it. Uh, I think it wouldn't have worked even if they did bother to animate it. Is it I don't stylized? know. There, there's... Like there's, House of the... Uh, it's if I had to describe it, well, compared to anything, it'd probably be X Arm in just general overall quality. Not good. It's terrible. Like the CGI oh, is terrible. Fucking awful. Holy shit! I just think the the bones of the story could be an interesting anime if they had put like more than ten dollars into it. Jeez. Okay, give well, me some examples. Okay, so. Okay, so it's all, the anime is all 3D CG. Well, actually, it's not all 3D CG. There's parts where it has like 2D, like 2D drawings in it, and just the contrast between the 2D and the 3D is goddamn awful because the 3D models look terrible. Just uh, also the general voice acting and the script are just uh, I once makes me want to vomit. Like yeah. they base it's kind of your. Well, I wouldn't say it's really standard, but basically, there's a the main character is recruited by like some private uh, inspector to find like these Tesla crisp like these MacGuffins that cause like supernatural accidents and shit. And uh, it's just the main character's introduction was just so goddamn awful. Like it was very expository, <laughs> and then. Uh, the character writing for some of the characters are just god awful. Like the, the main guy is just like this stuck up asshole who is like, "Oh, you can't do this," and then the girl does. It, he's like, "What? How did you do this?" And it's like, "Ugh." Uh, guy's supposed to be like a roguish character, instead he just comes off as a massive dick. Yeah, and like, I still think there's pieces there that could have worked. There isn't. It's so bad. <laughs> like. So- are you going to keep watching? Should we keep Hell talking? No. About this? All right. No, yeah, I watched honestly, one, I, one episode I and I fucking threw it in the trash. No, Why I threw it on the ground. Why did you put it on your list? You just wanted to shit on it? No, I put it on my list because that's what I actually watched like two All weeks right. ago. One episode, and it was so bad, didn't give it a second. Nope. All right. I well, gave yeah. Assassin Isekai a second. Um, I watched that second episode, and that was actually god awful as well. Yeah, I liked the, the the look of it. I was going to check it out, but everyone was saying it was terrible, so I didn't. It's terrible. Like I don't think it's terrible. I think it's it's standard isekai ish. It's, it's really worse or better than anything. Wreck! It is awful. Like if you can skip one half of the second episode and not miss anything consequential, this the direct like the show. Oh, you is mean bad. like when he was doing his character build? Yes. Yeah, that was really hard. I fell asleep three times doing it. I literally just skipped it. Because I didn't have the time to watch that some idiot exposit about bullshit. Like, why couldn't the director just like, in, like weave that into the narrative diegetically? 
It's like, I don't need to see this. It's boring. <laughs> or you could have just, yeah. like, made it supplementary material, because who... Like, when are all of those things going to come up, like, at the same time or in the same sequence besides then? Never. So dumb. Like... Stop talking about it then. Thank you. Don't watch Tessano or Assassin's Sky. That is our recommendation. Hmm. Yeah, you can watch Assassin's Sky. Uh, we can probably talk about a couple more here. Uh, Kings, we did The Great J. Is that worth talking? I... Did you say great I? Jai. Great Jai. Great Jai. Jai. Great Jai. The Great J. That's good fun. That's, that's technically from last season, but yeah. It was continuing on. It's, it's only like 12 episodes into like 20. Yeah, it, yeah. So. it started like midway through last season. It's really weird. Yeah, mm. it, it's it's funny. It's, um, it doesn't really have much to say, but it's um, it's just about this poor little basically kid who used to be a a demon, high-ranking demon who's like lost all of her powers and has to subsist with like no money in a horrible little apartment. And she just fails at living. It's just, um, it's just humorous. It's kind of like the devil's a part timer. If the devil wasn't competent, <laughs> it's is. really funny. It's, I think the joke's starting to wear a little thin. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I pretty much read the series in anticipation of the anime, and I felt the, it felt like the joke was very in one note, and there weren't really. Any, there wasn't any interesting character developments, unlike um, Devil is a Part-Timer. Like, Jay kind of just... Sta- Jay and all the side characters kind of just stay the same. Hmm. There's a bit of that, although she's started being nicer to other characters now. And sometimes she even does, like, self-sacrificing things, despite herself. She's like, oh my mm-hmm. god, I helped that person. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I did a cookie. What is wrong with me? <laughs> yeah, but I wouldn't say it's terrible. I haven't actually seen the anime. Like, do the voice acting, music, and just like the motion of the anime. Like, how's that? It's, it's pretty good and fun. Yeah, it's all pretty solid. Yeah, yeah. But are there any like outstanding like cuts of like animation or mm. like really interesting voice acting? It's not that kind of show. It's, yeah. Uh, it's a fairly basic comedy. There's nothing outstanding about it, but it's it's quite it's quite amusing and it makes me laugh yeah. at least once or twice an episode. So that's enough. I do I like the voice. Okay. I like the voice actor for her boss doing a pretty good job. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's so soothing. <laughs> <laughs> She's so soothing and motherlike. Yeah. But also completely dead. Yeah, she'll she'll let like Jahi get away with anything, <laughs> like ridiculous behaviors. Like, oh, poor thing. There was one episode where she was trying to impress, because she works at this lady's bar, and she was trying to impress one of her former underlings. So she was pretending it was her bar. She's a classic, like, it was really funny. Yeah. This one you'd recommend? Oh yeah, if you're yeah. if you're into that kind of like. You know, yelling the punchline kind of humor. Well, it's not just that though. The thing I like about it as well is there's there's a huge opportunity here for this to be really perverted humor, but there's none of that. Because um, like her adult form has got enormous breasts and quite skimpy clothing, but it's it's she's never sexualized, never in her adult form, nor in her little kid form. Thank God. You know, there's some yeah. that that will do that. 
it, it's purely just paid, played for laughs and it's so it's so innocent. I mean, they even had a, an episode in a bath seat, you know, in, in a bathhouse that had no creepy stuff, which is quite Whoa. amazing. Oh wow, that's uh, that's impressive. <laughs> there was there was a part where she was walking in her adult form in her ridiculous outfit, and the cops pulled her over. Well, yeah, there was, <laughs> there was that. That, she, that was like that. That's a good joke. Yeah, it's like, why are you dressed like that in public? <laughs> but it doesn't dwell on that kind of stuff, and that's it's, it's really refreshing for an anime not to be like perverse and just you know camera up, you know up in her crotch or focusing on her breasts and stuff all the time. That just doesn't happen, and I think that's great. Oh, speaking of anime that doesn't do that, how about a show that does do that too much? Mushoku Tensei season two. Woo. Which is fantastic other than those things. Unless you like those things and it's perfect for you. I feel like I feel like they shoehorn that it's almost like they just shoehorn that shit in yeah. every time. Like they just had the new episode today where he's like spying on them in the bath out of a box. And it's just like right at the beginning of the episode, it's like, okay, we got we got through the uh pervy part. Let's get to the actual goose. The yeah. Beastman character is like, Rudy, you smell of sex, basically. <laughs> <laughs> it's the you second smell of time. sexual arousal. It's the second time that somebody has called him out on that <laughs> this season. They know. <laughs> My favorite part is that he just thinks that he thinks the giant dog is just fluffy, but people keep thinking he's doing stuff to it. It is a really cute doggo, to be fair. The it's animation like the... is just amazing, though. Like, yeah. just... There's like you know how hard it is to animate water, and they like this this last episode animated rain and water just incredibly well. Oh yeah, yeah. I haven't seen it yet, but I I'm get I'm have an idea of what's gonna happen in it. And I'm excited. The, yeah, the I'm, Sorry. I'm kind of looking at it and I'm thinking of uh, um, Box. I'm like, are they doing the thing where they're downscaling it and then upscaling it to get that like kind of old school chunky mm. line art feel to it? And, mm, like, a bit of no, grit? they're not doing that. No, I, I don't, don't think, think they, they are. are. It's just uh, to make it look really nice. Yeah, it, just, it looks so good, and it's just—it's not just that they're you know putting a lot of money into the animation, which they are. It's how good they do backgrounds and and sense of place. Like the world feels like a real place that they're in. Yeah, it's, it's very immersive, and like the opening for each episode does a really good job of immersing you in like each place because it's kind of like a. A montage of like where you're, uh, the new location that the main the characters go to, and it's so so good and so beautiful. Really good exposition, and they just like you know what we're not gonna have the freebie minute and a half where we animate an intro. No, we're gonna have all new animation up until the ending every episode. Just like it's worth it because like you said, you just you know where you're at and you get to, like you're there. Yeah, and it has the show overall basically has no exposition, which is really good. So we're always the action and plot's always rolling. It's really interesting. You don't get like uh, fifteen minutes of character like uh, character building or customization. And yeah, it's just really good. Yeah, I guess we did talk about this last time, but I think at this point, if you're if you like Isekai or if you just like it's just good. You know, it's just a good fantasy that we don't really get a lot of great fantasy nowadays. Uh, the pervy stuff I could do without, but otherwise, great. Yeah, like I will say about Musho Kotense is that it does have a lot of parts that can turn people off, but if you're able to look past it or don't really mind it that much, it, you're in for a good ride. It's hard for me to recommend the show to normies that watch yes. stuff that doesn't have you know this type of humor to it. 
Um, but everyone else, I'm just like, go for it. Uh, is there anything else we think we should talk about before we get into the news? Um, I'd like to me- briefly mention Yuki Yuna as a hero, if that's okay. Sure. That's fine. Um, I don't think anyone else is watching this in, in Annie Season three. Season three, yeah. It's on High Dive. Uh, Everyone's and, favorite. Yeah, I mean, because season, I think season one and two sort of disappeared from streaming, but now they're, they're on all on High Dive, so you can watch the whole thing on High Dive now. Um, mm. It's a really fantastic show. It's, it's probably it's the second best magical girl show next to Madoka Magica, and it's it, it's just it's, it's got this amazing kind of dichotomy between you've got your sort of slice of life stuff, which is really quite sweet and relaxing and nice. It's a bit like um, laid back camp, but with added despair, because um, oh. they just do these just really incredible plot twists and get these girls into such difficult emotional situations um like season two in particular was just heartbreaking towards the end and um, season three is it, i'm not quite sure what to make of it so far just in terms of the, the timeline is jumping all over the place um so it starts with a kind of sort of nice quiet episode with all the main characters i think it's set between season one and two and then there's like a flashback back, you know, a couple of years to some other characters. And then it shows what the characters are doing at the same time as what the characters were doing in the first episode. And now it's kind of flashed forward a bit again. It's, it's actually a wee bit difficult to keep track of who is who and what is happening. And it seems like they're adapting a bunch of the side story light novels, um, which apparently are really, really important for context for the sh- seasons that have already passed. Hmm. So, quite what order you're meant to watch this in once it's all finished, I've got no idea, but I'm still enjoying it. It's really, really pretty. And the soundtrack is by the guy who did the the game's um, soundtrack for um, Near Automata and uh, oh. Replicant. All right, I'm going to uh, put it on my watch list right now. Yeah, Every episode K- has his music in it? Yeah, Keiichi Okabe. He, he, he scores the opening song, which you know, as soon as you hear it, it's like, that sounds like Near Automata. Uh, it's, it's beautiful, just fantastic orchestral music that elevates the, the whole thing. And during like there's some really intense battle scenes. Um and it, it, his music is just just great. I mean it, it it's sort of you know Sawano level excellence <laughs> in terms of music. I am a Sawano yeah. fan as well. So that sounds good. Mm. So it is you know you're saying that a magical girl anime needs to be dark and subversive for it to be good? Uh, oh dang! Yeah. <laughs> oh dang, I guess we're gonna have to go back to the period where stuff like uh Magical Girl Raising Project came out. Maybe we can get some more uh, Magical Girl Spec Ops Oscar. Oh, God. Uh, you know, that had, that show had something to it, but boy, there's like a lot of flaws in that thing. I really yes. liked it. it. It was a very B-movie kind of thing, and I enjoyed it. And one, one big advantage Yuki Yuna has over Modoka is it doesn't have a movie that ruins the ending. Right. Ah. Well, Yuki Yuna, the thing, is not just dark for the sake of it. It, it has things to say. Um, and it's it's not wallowing in misery. There is still hope there, um, and you know. And, and again, Madoka Magica is not just dark for the sake of it either. I didn't say for the sake of it. I'm, I'm yeah. saying genuinely. But a lot of these still... other copycat magical girl things, like uh, Magical Girl Raising Project and Magical Girl Sites, but they're just all dark. Magical Girl Site was disgusting. It's mis- just misery porn. Whereas this is not. This is. You know, m- much higher quality, and I think it deserves for people to watch it. I, I, I love this show. I'm gonna watch it just for you. Well, thank you. You're welcome. 
And another one, Kobe uh, can communicate. I'm going to watch two. Man, you got me twice, Dr. Kev. Plus <laughs> two, Dr. Kev. All right. <clears throat> All right. Anything else we want to talk about? We should jump in the news. Well, I do. I do want to mention that Vampire Astronaut or Vampire Cosmonaut technically is really, really good. I like the name a lot. Those are two words that should always go together. Yeah, it's just like someone was like, "Hey, why don't we do a show about an alternate universe Soviet Union that decides to send a vampire up into space to make sure it's safe for humans?" <laughs> yeah, but it fucking works. It's so great. It's like, you know, she's like, a, she's you know, not human. You know, mm-hmm. and he's taking care of her and helping her to training. So, like, some of these tropes are obvious, but the way they handle it is very. Can you give me a little more info? Because uh, you've piqued my interest. All right, basically, like, so, like, she's been recruited by this secret project of the alternate un- universe, Soviet Union, <clears throat> to go into space before they send their first man flight up. And her, she's being, she's a you know vampire essentially, and she's being like looked after by a another guy who was a candidate to be a cosmonaut but it got kicked out of the program for basically not being a socialist asshole mm. you know not going along with with doctrine so she is is trying not to let the training break her she's trying to prove that she can do it it's kind of a fuck you to the government and of course like their their relationship is the, the bulk of the show um you know, one assumes it'll eventually be romantic, but it's just, it's a kind of a slow burn, but it's, they do really good world building of showing without telling their relationship is very like endearing. It's fun to watch. This is like some side characters that are a lot of fun. Comedy. It's, it, 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 it's not a comedy. It's a dramedy. It's, it's, a com- it's a drama with the comedic elements. It's pretty nice sometimes, Does it look but good? it's still a story about othering people and, and the way the state can abuse it. Hmm. Is is it nicely animated or is this a cheap thing or no? It's very it... I, I would, it's very nicely animated. It's not you okay. but it's pretty good. Hmm. Okay, good. On the maybe list, half a point for Requiem. Mm. Sweet. <laughs> All right, I think we'll uh, move into the news. Uh, you know what? I think we're just gonna keep Requiem talking. Uh, we got some Macross coming to theaters. Yeah, we got old Macross coming to theaters, and oh, God knows there's nothing I love more than old stuff. Mm-hmm. So, legendary Macross project, Macross Plus, which was a movie, but also a uh, four-volume OVA back in the mid-90s. It's one of the only Macross things that escaped Harmony Gold's reach back then. Uh, is being re-released in uh, theaters, the movie version is, uh, in December, with English subtitles. Nice. So... I think a lot of people of, of my vintage and even, you know, slightly younger uh, saw Macross Plus at some point because it had, you know, it, it managed to release on VHS. And I saw it on like Encore Stars back when you used to just show random anime back in the day. It stands up pretty well as well. You don't even need to really have seen any other Macross to enjoy this. No, it's a completely before. standalone story. It's technically a sequel to the original Macross, but you don't need to know anything. It's just two test pilots, the woman they both love. And an, an AI idol. <laughs> and it works. It, it's fucking great. The animation's incredible. I'd lo- I can't wait to see it on a big screen, because obviously I've never gotten to do that. Is this a 4K remaster? Uh, does it say if it's remastered? It does not say it's remastered. Just that it, it's got English subtitles, and it'll be released for one day only on December 14th. They do that for everything, just one day. But I guess yeah, now you know. they weren't really going to theaters either, so... 
I mean, I'm not going to complain about it. Like, a chance to see it in theaters at all is pretty remarkable. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I can't recommend it enough, though, really. Like, like, if you are available on December 14th, for the love of God, go see that movie. Yeah, call Requiem up. We're going. Yeah, come with me. Let's go. They got a giant screen near me. Let's do it. Uh, let's see. Pizza, what do you got for me? Okay, so there's this article on Anime News Network just kind of stating that the... Lo, stating just how... Well, showing how the VTuber scene has pretty much exploded over the past year or two. Uh, so essentially, the... De- um, there. The article took some data from uh, from a site called User Local Data, and apparently, essentially, uh, the number of VTubers like registered with the lo- User Local Data uh, went from a thousand back in March of 2018 to sixteen thousand um, sixteen thousand in 2021, which is a pretty huge gr- like a huge amount of growth. For this scene, if you think about it, one might say too much growth. I don't know. I think it's an, it's a good amount of growth. One might call it malignant. I don't know. Just what it'll only become li- malignant once we start getting light novels and uh, anime adaptations of of those light novels. Then all like literally Hollow any live, second. Have we got a Hollow Live anime? Not yet. Um, but some- no. Well, there is like a kind of a shorts video on the main on the main Hololive channel called Holo Graffiti, and it's just kind of like quick skits using the 3D models of the Japanese talent. So you could call that anime. I don't so want to. Te- if you really want to. It's kind of like, reminds me when Toho just came out of nowhere, and it's like this random indie shmup, but people love the characters so much that it like got an anime and like tons of spinoffs. Yeah. Like, this is just like an accelerated version of that, where it's just, we're just going to see this everywhere. Yeah, well, the thing about Toho and the VTuber scene is that the VTuber scene actually has a lot of roots in it, in the Toho scene. Like, I mean, that connection. I know that. of, yeah, like, I know a lot of, like, popular VTubers are actually very big fans of Toho due to, like, the music and them, some of them in their early careers producing covers for Toho music. Dang. So, yeah, it's very interesting to see how both scenes are connected and how the VTuber scene has kind of like how, well, how the VTuber scene has so many roots and so many different communities. All right. Well, we can all, uh, do you like watching VTubers? I'm just curious, pizza. I don't know. I think I do. <laughs> top 10 VTubers go. Uh, top 10. No, well, do you want to go by numbers? Just give me or one. Okay. Uh, I'll just go with Gargura since that's the eat. Basic She's probably bitch. the most Jesus prominent. But if you want to, if you want my like Oshi or some of my favorites, I'd say Selen Totsky would be my Oshi. And then I really do enjoy Ina a lot. And then Mume. Would you watch me stream if I was a VTuber? Maybe. All right. I'll keep that in mind. I don't know. Would you be, be an attractive anime girl with a giant ribbon? No, I'd be a robot with a cone head. <laughs> oh, I'm in. Now I'm in. All right. See? Yeah. Everybody's in. Dr. Yeah, Kevin, he's just not saying anything. Um, so I, he's, he's judging us silently. He's judging us. <laughs> Those silly, silly Scots—they don't know anything about VTubers. I know nothing about VTubers. I tried to get Pizza to explain VTubers to me a couple of weeks ago, and he completely failed. Yeah. Well, I think what I basically said was VTubers are basically just streamers with uh, with uh, live two D avatars. 
Yeah, I mean, that's why. Yeah, they're streamers with that. a gimmick. It's, it's like wrestling; they have a gimmick. They wrestle each other. About, okay, that might be interesting. Yeah, you know, they, they have a they have a <laughs> oh, persona man. that they have to you know keep in kayfabe. Yeah, I prefer personas over personas personally. <laughs> oh God, no, no! Please move on. Next yeah, please, news please. story. I'm gonna read it. It's um. So one of my all-time favorites, speak, we were talking about anime comedy not being very good. I love Nishijo. I've watched it like three times. And uh, the manga is coming back. Um, I read the manga from the same mangaka called City, and I'm behind because I only read the physical ones that come home to America. But this leads me to believe that City's going to end. I don't think they're going to do both at the same time. But I did not expect Nishijo to come back, so I'm pretty excited. That's uh, it feels unprecedented. Like, that doesn't happen very often. Yeah. But, like, I ain't turning down more. Joe manga, because more Nichijou manga might mean more Nichijou anime. Yeah, as long as uh, KyoAni's up for it, which man, they just freaking knocked out of the park. Oh god, it's 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 a, it's easily one of the the top five funniest animes I've ever seen. There are scenes in Nichijou like I had to because I couldn't breathe from because I was laughing. One of the most memed anime I think I've seen. Just like it, it is, it is, it is literally GIF the anime. Yeah. I have never seen this show, and it's never been available in the UK up till now, but it's actually coming out on Blu-ray here in December, so you, you recommend that I should watch this? Oh my god, yes, Absolutely. yes. I, I, it's my strongest recommendation. Nijijou is say, hysterical. I think Requiem and I don't always agree on comedy, but if we're both agreeing on this, then what do you need to know? I mean, yeah, yeah you do have to have like a certain tolerance for, for non-sequitur and kind of goofball humor, but it's so good. The middle of uh, Nishijo, like the middle episodes... They're just, they really, like, drag for some reason. I don't know what happens. They go all in on the um, on the slice of life element. It just makes no sense. And then they come right back with, like, this one episode that they spend pretty much the half the episode building up to one gag. And they get, like, <laughs> all the best voice actors in the industry voicing just generic-looking NPC guys where you don't even see their eyes. And I'm just like, this is insane. And it's just my favorite bit from, like, any comedy. There's... There's one, there's one bit in Ichijou where, like, this girl like lost her, her sketchbook essentially. Is trying to get it back. That it mm-hmm. turns into like the most ridiculous action sequence. Okay. Oh yeah. And it's God. It's uh, oh yeah. It's also beautifully animated. Did we mention that? Yeah. 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 That's the thing because it's Kyo Annie. Every like it's this ridiculous like re- you know nonsense comedy that's animated with the most care possible. Is this suitable for me to watch with my ten year old son? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, it sounds like we'll be watching that. I, th- yes. I think the younger you are, the, the probably that's what the thing is. Like a young person would watch it and find certain parts funny, and the adult no. would find other parts funny. It works on those kind of levels. It's like like a Western example would be like Phineas and Ferb. Okay, it's that kind of thing where it's it, like it, it works for whatever age group is watching it, which is yeah. the hardest thing to do. Okay, yeah. So wow, glowing recommendation. Obviously, we can't wait. I. I have to assume the anime is going to come shortly after, but we're probably going to have to wait a couple of years if it's going to go for like a full run. I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, I'll wait. I'll wait too. Um, Dr. Kev, we got some new seasons that look pretty exciting. What's coming up? Yeah, we do. So um, three things have just recently been announced that they're going to have a, a sequel season coming presumably next year. There's um, Mob Psycho 100 uh, season three. There's uh, Kaguya-sama Love is War is also getting a season three. And there is a Don't Toy With Me, Miss Nagatoro is getting a season two. I am very hyped about all of these because I love all three of these shows. Um, Mob Psycho is my favorite of all time. 
Yeah. So I'm very excited. I wasn't sure if they were just going to end it. It would be a weird place to end, but mm. yeah, it makes sense to keep that story going. There's more to tell. I think all three of those three... are great announcements. Yeah. I, I think Mob Psycho season, season three will probably finish off the manga, I think. So it should hopefully conclude that story. Mm. Um, I'm a little been... concerned about that because Mob Psycho season two was so, so good. It was. And, yeah. Yeah. And I remember after the like series finished, the like end part that hasn't been adapted was also extremely good as well. Mm. I mean, at this point, you trust them to do it right. Yeah. I, didn't, yeah. I didn't see if there was Bones again. Do we know if it's Bones? I, I think so. I think it's a different director, although the director of the first two is staying on as like executive director or something. That's so good, because I don't want another One Punch Man scenario where it's like, okay, but doesn't even hold a candle to the original. So, so I think the guy who is directing it has directed some prominent episodes of season one and two. So it's not new staff, so it seems to be the same guys, which is really good. Excellent. And I think it's probably the same for Kaguya, because it's, I think, is that A1 Pictures, I think? Um, and the first two seasons of that were fantastic. And at this point in the manga is when the, the plot really starts to kick into gear, and it, and it becomes so much more than a, a romantic comedy. It, it's such good. This, this is probably my favourite manga, um, Kaguya-sama. And mm. I think, Pete, are you reading it as well? No, that would be uh, Ray Kaze. Ray Kaze who's reading it, right? Okay. Um, I, I know that uh, Proton he he loves this one too. So I think that the three of us are, are the main ones that are kind of keeping up with this. But yeah, Proton um, convinced me to watch Kaguya because I thought it looked really tropey and kind of mm. dumb. But then he's like, "No, if you like this and this, you'll like it." And after a couple episodes, I'm like, "Damn, he's right. It's great. Yeah, it's very good. The manga is just fantastic. Um, manga Toro-san is." very different <laughs> I mean, it, is, it is also romantic comedy but there's a, there's quite a, certainly at the beginning there's quite a bit of kind of fairly cruel humour in it but it gets a lot less cruel as it goes on and eventually becomes surprisingly wholesome um, and, and also very funny so I'm really happy that they are continuing to make more of this yeah Nagatoro was one of my biggest surprise shows mm. of the year really and that because that the trailers and everything the PVs looked like oh she's like it's teasing anime but like really mean mm. kind of bullying anime and then it turned out like you said to be wholesome and it's so it ends up being like so sweet and a, an actual like legitimate romantic comedy mm. and just anytime they they animate Nagatoro with her noodle arms I would just start <laughs> laughing so hard it's absolutely hilarious I did go back and look at some of the manga and b- before the the manga was published the the author did do some dojinshi. Which are just uh, is just horribly cruel. Um, yeah. I mean, she really does abuse this boy horrifically, like physically and mentally. He ends up like getting the shit beaten out of him by this girl. I was like, this is horrible. But then, you know, the 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 actual manga series calms down very quickly to become a very very sweet emotional sort of romantic thing. Where this boy, yeah, he does appear to be kind of abused by her, but he seems to like it, so that's okay. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I mean, it, the show traffics in a, in a very specific fetish, but yeah. it's still pretty funny. Yeah. Um, I really like the um, the arts, the art club president girl who just has got <laughs> no inhibitions whatsoever and just turns up places just like randomly naked, but it's just not, it's not particularly. She's got no, she's got no inhibitions. And whatsoever, and she's like completely out there, but she also gives no emotion at any point. Yeah, so she just deadpans like, "Yeah, here's my painting," and it's a painting of her butt ass naked. 
Because, you know, for, before, because that's what she views as art. <laughs> nothing, you will not censor my art. <laughs> so funny. Um, so I love that. Yeah. I, I really didn't expect it to get a second season, so I'm I'm very hyped. I'm not surprised to see Kaguya get another season, considering how popular it is. Yeah. Um, I really didn't expect. I don't know why I didn't expect Mob Psycho to get another season because it was super popular mm-hmm. too. But I was legitimately surprised. I'm not I was sure surprised if it's Mob... so soon. I thought it'd be a while. I'm not sure if Mob Psycho really sold that many copies of Blu-rays in Japan. I think it was one of these things that was more common in the West than it was there. Um, <sighs> yeah, it's a shame because it's. Stunning, style. stunning quality yeah. show. Yeah, very, very. The art style is it works flawlessly with the plot, though. Well, I think it just doesn't have that anime look, just a typical look. Why? Mm-hmm. That's a good thing. No, no, I mean that's why it didn't do well in Japan. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I like the look. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's it for news. Let's hear the off-topic song. Anybody go. Do, 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 do. It's off topic. Not bad. Put some music behind that. <clears throat> All right. Yeah. Sometimes we have a question. Sometimes we do off topic. This time we're going to do old stuff we're watching and maybe some tangentially related things to anime, like, I don't know, video games or visual novels or VTubers. But unfortunately, we already talked about VTubers, so not nah. this time. <laughs> uh, Let's start with something that's still relatively topical, since the new movie I think just came to Netflix. Uh, Doctor Gav, you rewatched Violet Evergarden, and I also just rewatched Violet Evergarden. But you go ahead. Yeah, so um, I decided that it would be something good to watch with my wife. She's a bit picky sometimes when it comes to anime, and I thought she would uh, she would quite enjoy this. So we're, we're almost finished. We've got like about three episodes left, and then we'll watch the the two movies that follow it. But it's, it's such a, an emotional show, and it's so beautiful. I'm not sure I appreciated when I first watched it just how gorgeous it is, yeah. um, and you know, especially her that animation of her metallic hands. <laughs> it's just, Every it's, time she takes off those gloves, yeah, she just yeah, she just puts her finger in her mouth and bites the glove and pulls mm. it off. <laughs> it's just, it's like, okay, <laughs> but also what I didn't realize is that she's only fourteen. <laughs> well, at the beginning, I think it's just like a couple years pass. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't yeah. pick that up. It's, wait, wait, how old is she? Violet is fourteen years old. She does, she's not drawn. As... No, no, she's not. No, she looks more like sixteen or eighteen, to be honest. She, she does, and it becomes a bit creepy when the major guy says, "I love you." Oh God! <laughs> my, my wife is like, "Yeah, that's that's pedophilic." And like, uh, no, maybe it's like familial love. He has been looking after her, so I don't know. We've I don't know what happens in the concluding film. I don't know where this goes. <laughs> and then in the concluding film, he no, actually no, no, proposes to her. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's meant to be dead, so um, whether he stays dead or not, I'm not really sure, but um, yeah. And there's one particular episode where um, she writes these letters for this woman who's going to die for her little for her daughter. Bleep that out. That's a spoiler. <laughs> That's a super spoiler. spoiler. It's came Dude, out like you're gonna ruin the moment. Don't you dare! Well, my wife guessed what it was going to be within the first. You can guess. Seconds. Okay, it's a spoiler, but it's kind of obvious. But you don't know that it's going to be blank. You don't know there's going to be. I'm not. I can say it. I can say it. All I right. watched this, this episode ten. I watched it for the second time. I'm like, all right. I am typically not someone who ever cries at anything yeah. media related. I might like get teared up. You know, get a little choked up. This thing had me laugh crying. You know when they have that thing with a girl in anime, she goes like, why am I crying? And she's like wiping her eyes. I'm like, yeah. that, that doesn't happen to anybody. That fucking happened to me. 
And I'd already seen this episode before. I'm like, wow, this is something special. Yeah, I was in, in bits with that episode, but my wife was kind of like, eh, whatever. So she has no soul. This is Whoa. what I have discovered through yeah. my life. <laughs> Isn't um, your wife the one who like watches like those true crime documentaries she does. or something? Yeah, yeah, she does. Um, <laughs> Requiem's wife is much the same, so we both... Yeah, she is. Like, what is it with wife. women... What is it with Whoa. what is it with Whoa. married women and like horrific crimes? Oh, okay. Oh, this is fascinating. How did that person die? Is there video? Yeah. I think it's, it's their husbands that, that kill their souls. I think it, it's probably our fault, Rick. Um, huh. Well, I mean, I've been told that everything is. <laughs> an hour. Um, yeah. So, Violet. Yeah, great show. Um, bit slow, but otherwise, um, really, really good. Yeah, we're definitely going to have to bleep that part out. But otherwise, yes. Uh, did you watch the OVA? <laughs> um, so I, I have watched it, but um, we're going to watch it again. Uh, so she's never watched it. I watched it when it came out week by week on Netflix, whenever that was, two, three years ago. Mm-hmm. I don't think it came out week by week in the US. I think it ma- Netflix made you guys wait for the whole thing to come out. I think I actually specifically forced myself to watch one episode a day. It was tough. Yeah, yeah it's, it's quite a bit to digest. We watched it maybe three or four episodes at a time. It works all right that way. Who would emotionally just like, I gotta take a break. But I guess mm-hmm. if she's not feeling it, then you yeah. can do every episode. Maybe it's something to do with animation. She doesn't tend to feel things. I, I'll, I'll pick something. So I think I really like this. It's really emotional. And she's like, at the end of it, she's like, eh, that was okay. And I'm like, with tears streaming down my face. <laughs> it's interesting because I like don't really feel much with uh, movies as okay. much as I do with anime. I don't know. Maybe it's just how we resonate with the animation. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of sad to say that me as a full-grown man with three children um, cry at things more than my wife does. Oh, well, I'm in touch with my emotions, damn it. Oh, God, do you want to talk about it? Somewhere else? we got time. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> All right, we don't do emotions uh, here on this show. All right, well, we got an even more emotional show, The Giver from Requiem. Hey, you want to talk about old stuff? I was going... The Giver. <laughs> No, not MacGyver, the Giver, the bio-boosted armor. Oh, so legendarily, legendary turn, turned into a live-action uh, movie starring Mark Hamill back in the day. Didn't Mark? Didn't that show have like Mark Hamill turning into like a fly monster or something? It, it wasn't a fly monster, but yeah, stuff like that. But like, I, I was going through uh, a bin I found of old. I had a bunch of my old PS2 games and N64 games. And I also found some old DVDs in there. I found the Giver, the uh, the original uh, Giver OVA. So I watched them again. Really? Yeah, it's 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 so great in, in like in that specific '90s anime kind of way that you just can't duplicate now. Yeah, I don't know how that was released in the US, but in the UK they released that monthly on the VHS tape, one episode per tape, and it was done cheaply so that people like. Kids could buy it with their pocket money, basically. So I think it was five pounds ninety nine or something. So I, I had a friend who, who, who got them, and um, we watched that every single episode. I think it ends on a cliffhanger or something. It's really yeah. They don't come, yeah. It doesn't they don't finish it. Uh. it they and like you know it's been, it's only been twenty years. I'm sure we'll get the finale eventually. I did read some of the manga, but even then it was cancelled, and it didn't really go much further than the anime did. I was very, huh. very frustrated. It's just such a, it's such a pulpy, you know. Like I said, it's, it's like the, it's just the apex of '90s anime. Mm. It's got that that kind of gritty sci-fi, like hand-drawn feeling yeah. you get, even from stuff like Evangelion. Will have it, you know. 
when like how they draw things that are mechanical, you know, or uh, yeah, the way they draw the armors, and it's just like you can't duplicate it with the computer generated stuff you'd use now. No, it just I looks mean- so fucking cool. I remember on the VHS tapes, if you watch to the end of the credits, you then got this little wee info, information bit about the monsters that had appeared in that episode. And it was like these pictures of like like um, like models that had been painted <laughs> of, of like the actual monsters. And this like robotic voice was like, this is monster such and such. Yeah, I remember that. Such and such. <laughs> it's just so geeky. Ah, man. The old days. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, it's a six episode series. How many tapes is it on? Six. Yeah, <laughs> twenty-five minute episodes. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. Did you say you've been watching this on VHS? Uh, well, I watched it on VHS back in the day, but this is actually a, a super super cheapo DVD release from like two thousand, mm-hmm. two thousand one. You remember the, the ones where the DVD case was made of plastic? It wasn't made of plastic. It was made of cardboard. Oh, is that kind of shit? It was like ADV films right before they went out of business. Well, if you want to transition, I have a good transition from that because I've been watching uh, Scryde, which comes in like the seven disc, like quadruple fold out where like each disc <laughs> has its own thing. And it's just like, holy crap. And every disc is like a spoiler for like what whose power is going to come up next. Um, it's are, you like, sure? we're good. Well, are you sure that's not a Final Fantasy game? I'm not. There's no soundtrack there. So probably not. <laughs> I have Scryde, man. I can't like until you brought it up. But like before we start recording, I had not heard of or thought of Scryde in about fifteen years. Norio Wakamoto was the narrator. I totally forgot. My favorite. Oh, dang. And then between every episode, you have him going Scryde, and then he does it again when it comes back. <laughs> the eye catch, yeah. Every time, I love it. Um, but the show itself, I mean, it's you know, it's like, oh yeah, this is like the year two thousand where we would just went started doing uh, digital, and they're doing a lot of dumb digital effects that look real dumb nowadays. Um, but the scenario was still pretty cool and it's not bad. I just, I don't know. I had a hankering and a buddy of mine one. We usually watch anime. So I'm like, let's watch this thing. And I'm just really surprised that the DVD features, like I expect features nowadays to just be nothing. And I'm just used to it. But you go in there and it's like, Oh, look at the gallery, 64 pages of concept art on this DVD. This one disc. I'm like, Oh my God, it'd give you a lot. I was impressed. Yeah. I mean, uh, for people of a certain age, that would be, it was probably like because that was a tsunami anime, so I imagine that was a gateway to shonen for a good number of people back in like oh three. Yeah, I actually I never watched the dub, but I assume uh, Steve Bloom's in it or something. He was in. Oh yeah, I'm I'm quite certain. I think he he might have been the the primary antagonist. Uh, Kazuya Kazuya. Yeah, guy with red arm. Mm-hmm. There's this really weird scene where, like, he's just constantly trying to fight the other guy because their rivalry is basically the story. And there's this one scene where he's like, oh, he didn't uh, he didn't take me up on it. And then, like, right before the cut, you see a tear come out of his eye. I'm like, what? Was, there an anim- was there an animator fucking with us? Because they should <laughs> That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Why was he crying here? Because his friend wouldn't fight him anymore. That's all, that's all he's got. Yeah. After two episodes. We're only, like, five episodes into this rewatch, and that shouldn't be happening yet. Also, the game that I worked on for like three years, I think, was largely inspired by this. So it's been kind of mind blowing. Like, oh, that's where I got that idea. Totally forgot it was so influential on me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's about it. When's that game coming out, by the way? Uh, I'm working on a different game right now, actually. No, okay. we're gonna shmup. They're way easier and way quicker. Hmm. One day, I got like sixty percent done. 
pizza? You don't list anything. You, what are you doing? Well, right now, or what animes am I watching? Tell me about Metroid Dread and how much you love it. I actually haven't played it. Like, I've pretty much sworn off any new games until I finish Luigi's Mansion 3 because I got that as a gift last Christmas and I still haven't played it. Weird way to live, man. Yeah. So, and, so yet, and yet you're playing Mega Man X. Yeah. Tell me about that, I guess. Yeah. Well, I've actually never played Mega Man X, but I've played multiple, like, different Mega Man games, like the ZX series, some of the older Mega Mans, but this is the first time I've ever played an X game, besides Command Mission. And... Yeah, uh, it's a really solid game, though. It has a lot of frustrating elements to it because it is so old and doesn't have... Well, it has a lot of, uh, like, old like gameplay design to it. Like, like I'd say the most frustrating thing would be, like, unskippable dialogue. It's, like, it's not long, but it's always really freaking frustrating to deal with. And then, uh, pretty much... I would have beaten the game before the podcast started, but I got stuck on the final boss because... It's a three-phase boss fight that you need to do in, like, one run. And it's really hard to do it because the last phase of the boss is really bullshit. Because you basically need to essentially use a full-powered charge shot on its head. And you just kind of need to wait for it to actually attack you so you can um, actually get up in range and hit hit his head, which is really annoying. Because there's he just the final boss just constantly shoots shit at you. So it kind of feels like you're always reacting rather than uh, acting or directing or yeah, it feels more of a reactive boss fight rather than an active boss fight. Like I'm kind of just waiting around to get stuff done or wait for the right pattern to go down. And it's just very frustrating and very have boring. Seen, have you ever seen a speed run of that game? Uh, no, I haven't. They plow through it. I personally don't think it's a reactionary. I think a lot of boss fights nowadays are what you're describing, except for like the sold games where you usually can find a way in. Um, but uh, yeah, that era of Capcom games is like my one of my favorites. And X is the one, probably my favorite overall. Mm-hmm. But you're right, that last boss is a pain in the ass. He has like the tiny little face hitbox you got to hit. Yeah. I think he has a wolf buddy. Yeah, he has a wolf buddy, and he has like another phase that... Isn't that bad because you can just Hadoken him and and like one shot those both those phases. But I also kind of dislike them because the the wolf reads your inputs, so it's just kind of really annoying unless you want to cheese it. And so you basically jump on like jump at the top of the wall to like get its AI in a position where you can just shoot it and then run away, and then you just repeat it until it's dead. And then you pretty much need to do the same thing with the the second phase where he's just kind of trying. Sigma is trying to kill you with a sword, and he's significantly tankier than the wolf, so it's really annoying. And I've already beaten those phases multiple times. I just want to beat the final phase. And every time you die, you have to do the wolf fight and the Sigma fight again. So it's like, I don't need to prove that I need to, I can kill both these phases. I'm just going to Hadoken, Hadoken him and one-shot them and just get to the final boss, because I don't care about those latter two phases. Well, the early even two phases. my final phase. Yeah, it's just kind of very, just kind of Nintendo hard frustrations, which kind of feels like it's not really respecting your time. You're kind of having to play oh, on yeah. its terms. Yeah, yeah so, unskippable, unskippable dialogue is a war yeah. crime. Yes. Uh, back then, they were just like, how can we make people play this 45 minute game longer so they don't get rid of it? And uh, yeah, they just made the games hard. That was like yeah. the pollution for a long time. How do you feel about the soundtrack? 
soundtrack's fantastic. The Mega Man sound, mm-hmm. the Mega Man games always have like great soundtracks. Like I, especially I really like. Yeah, it. like I freaking love uh, Spark Mandrill and uh, the Rolling Armadillo stage songs. Those are so good. Well, you better like it because you had to get that Hadouken by dying like five times. And that yeah. <laughs> well, I had to do it multiple Hadouken! times because I. Hadouken. That's what it actually sounds like. Hadouken. Yeah. Yeah, it is like. I'm Hadouken! sorry, we've derailed him entirely. Yep. Hadouken. Yeah. Sorry. But yeah, it's a very solid it's game. Like... It's just. Final Boss is bullshit, <laughs> but I plan to get through it soon. But other than that, I've also been. Um, Rewatch well, not rewatching, but finishing Nagino Asakara because I never actually finished the second core of it, and it's actually just really solid all around. Like the writing is pretty good; it can be a bit melodramatic, but that's Mario Kata for you. But the freaking show is goddamn drop dead gorgeous! Like holy moly! Familiar with that one? Um, it's it came a, out the one like where like 25- it's a lull in the sea. Yeah, it's the lull in the sea. It's where yeah, it's, um, it's a little melodramatic for me, but you're right. It does. It is animated very well. Yeah, like that's PA's works for you. Their overall like animation quality is really solid, no matter what. Wait, a minute, I think but, I did see this. I'm sorry, what was it called again? Um, Nagino Asakara or Alola at Sea. Okay, keep going. I'm just gonna look it up. Yeah. Okay, but yeah, the I'd say it's just a very solid series, and I'm glad I'm finishing oh, okay. it up. But I, I PA works. It's a yeah, little but, slow. It's a little melancholy, but it's, it's very pretty. And yeah, and some people like really like it. Yeah, like you, it has a, a significant time skip. Some characters yeah. stay behind, and some don't, and it creates some really interesting relationships. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, that. it's a yeah. There's a five year time skip between the first season, first core, and the second core, and I'm skipped to the second core because I remember the first core pretty well, and I don't feel like rewatching that part because it didn't really have a lot of. I don't think it was super interesting. It wasn't as interesting as the second core, which is very, very solid all around. And I need to get around to finally finishing it because it's a very good, very good show. It's just, I got late. I got lazy and did not finish watching the second core. Man, I think PA works just has a thing for water and like just people, um, marine life. I think they just, they're way into it. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me. Especially since Aquatopin the White Sand is very aquatic themed. That's what I'm going with it. Yep. Yeah, we didn't even talk about Aquatope, but uh, that's still going. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um. Wow. I think how long have I been going? Should we keep going? It's 29. No, that might be enough. Um. Unless there's anything else anyone wants to talk about, I think we're good for this episode. Yeah. Sounds good. Now let's wrap this sucker up. Okay. Yeah. So I can go get lunch. <laughs> Oh, you know, I actually have a few hours I want to talk. Oh, shit. <laughs> I shouldn't have said anything. <laughs> I gotta eat first. Um, let's get let's the talk about dubs versus subs. Oh, man, that'll last a couple minutes, right? Oh, God. I actually hate everyone that's against me on that opinion, personally. Me too. Yeah. There's right. my side and uh, the side of the devil. Well, you're going to say in the wayside. No. Okay, well, maybe next time. But um, that's it for the Ante Podcast. Thank you, Requiem, Dr. Kev, Pizza, and I am Hybrid Mink. Uh, we'll see you next time. Uh, take us out, Requiem. Yeah, I really enjoyed this uh, powerful collaborative effort. Woo. Well.